Welcome back, everyone, to the Harshhead Podcast Part 2. I'm your co-host, Jared. We have the infamous and one and only South Jersey Jason, because there is an imposter. Yeah, we have a Roy. Yeah, there's a Roy. (laughs) And we have with us Brian Copen from Night of Terror. How are you tonight, sir? Very good. Thanks for having me. Good. I think that was a better energy opening, so I think it's okay. Yeah, there there you go. All right. All right. So uh, where's Brian again from? Night of Terror. And that's in the good old state of New Jersey. Damn right. Like 10 minutes from your house, right? About so? About, yeah. Yeah, okay. And that was my go-to attraction when I used to live in Jersey. It was a 45-minute drive for me, and I started going there back in 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. So before we talk with Brian and what it's like to work and run an attraction, you are a haunt reviewer you wear that lovely hat every episode we record and people are like what the hell is that hh and 365 yeah so you run halloween haunts 365 and that's actually how we met you had reached out to me uh because you had interviewed me for your website so for our listeners and our listener on twitch rick what is halloween haunts 365 it is a haunt attraction content Creation, podcast, website, news, interviews, anything to do with the haunted attractions, we're going to cover it. Okay. And what made you want to create this this entity? I have no problem telling that story. Well, <laughs> me and the wife, we uh, about 2015 went to a ton of haunts, maybe 510 in the area, Frightland, Night of Terror, Bates Motel, had a great time. We had grown up going to these. Like I grew up on the Jersey Shore, so I had Castle uh, Dracula. We had the dark rides. We had the random, you know, trailer haunts on the Wildwood Boardwalk. Like Maurice Pier had one that was off to the right. So I've always loved them. And then we went to all these haunts. We knew what we liked. And then the USA Today Top 10 list came out. What a piece of shit this list is. <laughs> so this list pissed me off. And to show you how great this list still is, this past season that I sent it to Brian and everyone else, they had two haunts on the list that aren't even open anymore. <laughs> so then I decided, you know, it'd be cool to review these places, kind of like Yelp. So, you know, I'm looking around and there's other review groups. Shocker. But it's all positive. Oh, we had a really good time. Come check them out. We had a really good time. Come check them out. Come, we, all, all the same reviews. Like, well, I can put my spin on it because I could tell them how I really feel. And that's turned into a podcast, a YouTube channel. And actually, one of the, one of the videos last year, directly after it, I got an email from an owner wanting to know exactly where these problem spots were. And then they were fixed for her next weekend. Nice. So, like, my honesty helped her out. It's right. not. It's never about. <coughs> excuse me. It's never about attacking a haunt. It's what I think they could do to build, because everyone wants to get better. Yeah. And in the haunt community, it takes time to get better. You're not going to come out of the gate unless you have like thirty million dollars and be the best haunt in the area. It's just not right, happening. Right. 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 And your goal is not to bash a haunt never give an honest review yep and you do it in a professional way because your reviews you're helping the haunt get 
people more people through the door buying yeah. tickets. Yeah. Like I'll I'll never come out and be like, hey, your haunt sucks. Because a haunt right. never sucks. It's just listen, your intensity is completely different from last year. What happened? Or right. you know, you're you're kind of going towards the family fun aspect rather than being what you were. Just you know, I point out details and it's turned into tons of interesting stuff to come. Okay. So you run it with your, your wife, Terry. Yes. And uh, yeah, I remember when you guys first started doing the podcast, she was talking like this and you could. Re- <laughs> oh, dude. I, it took so much work for her to get like close but to the mic. I was watching talk. the most recent episode and I'm like, man, she's a professional. Right? I know. It only took uh, 200 episodes. <laughs> 200 episodes. So um, where is your. Give me your top three bucket list of haunts you want to go and review. All right. So we have the Dent Schoolhouse, Cleveland, Ohio. We have Creepy World in St. Louis, Missouri. They have an awesome hayride where all the uh, houses from horror are mocked up, like Amityville, Nightmare, Halloween. There's a Freddy cabin. They have Springwood High. Like, there's a crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, the stuff you never think about seeing. Right. Then, of course, the darkness is a real f- popular one there. I really want to get down to... Um, oh, it's in New Orleans. It's really just the... It's in a funeral parlor. That's creepy. It's in an old-school funeral parlor. The name's just slipping. I, was I just bet some of the haunt actors aren't of this... Uh earthly realm <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not i mean right. uh the the mortuary that's what it's called the mortuary okay. so you did a total of 30 haunts uh for 2020 28 yes 28 okay what's your goal for the upcoming season not 28 <laughs> you want to do less or no i i had a lot of fun okay. i could do it again but what i want to do is i'm in talks with certain haunts about certain things So I'm going to return to a couple, but then I want to do all new. Nice. Well, you know, hopefully if my unemployment situation works out and I get this job we were talking about, I'll be off weekend. So Irene and I can join you on some more haunts this year. Yeah. We got to send her through Reapers and. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We got to tell Brian that story, what you did. (laughs) Oh, dude. I don't think I told you. So you want to do that now or you want to wait? Uh, we, can, we can get into it when we talk to Brian. Sounds yeah. good. So, um, all right. So cool. So where can the listeners and watchers find your website and social? Oh, it's HalloweenHaunts365.com. And from there, you can reach this, the podcast, the social medias, every, even our store. We have a nice little store yeah. set up. Um, which I have a lovely uh, T-shirt, me and Irene. We were proudly representing that. And uh, make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe to not only our channel, but of course, yes, uh, Halloween Haunts 365. So, all right. So before we get to talking about Brian, um, I finished Interview to Vampire yesterday. Okay. How was it? It left on a high note. So if you're familiar with the movie, at least, uh, do you remember when Louis and um, Claudia poisoned Lestat? Yes. That was the end of the season one. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're going to see, here's the thing. So you can basically get it and it got renewed for a second season, but here's the cool thing. They introduced the vampire Armand, who in the movie was played by Antonio Banderas. Okay. 
So and how they introduced them, I was I was it was a good twist. So and it was a good way to leave that cliffhanger for season one. The girl who plays Claudia, in my opinion, blows Kirsten Dunst out of the water. <laughs> She's so more much more evil than Kirsten Dunst. Like Very she's cool. more like they followed the book really well. So this morning I started the Mayfair Witches, which is in the universe of Interview to Vampire. And this is on AMC and it has Alexandria Daddario as the lead. Mm-hmm. That right there is just worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine there. Yeah. It started off a little slow, but at the end of the episode, I was like, okay. And it's uh, seven episodes and I watched uh, for Valentine's Day. Obviously, I watched My Bloody Valentine, yeah, which is a classic, but it's not your typical slasher. It's more like a Hitchcockian type huh. film. Uh, it's a very slow burn. Okay, like just, I would say like almost like in as slow pacing as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay, the, the original. And then last night on YouTube, a fan film. Uh, debuted it's called valentine's bluff so it's a fan film which is a direct sequel to the original right and it was filmed in parts in pennsylvania and some mines and while you know fan films you take it with grace there were some issues but nightmare christie was in it yes i gotta watch it and my my friend Corey played her male suitor yes and (laughs) i messaged him and i said Please tell me you had more than one take with her. (laughs) (laughs) She told me she rocked his world. So I was like, oh, I got to watch this. Yeah. He said she was nothing but professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he basically took her home from the bar, you know, that type Mm. of deal. But unfortunately, the miner is a cock blocker, you know, Uh, um, Chuck Ryan. Shout out to Chuck Ryan. He's a he's a really good cosplayer. Uh, Chuck Ryan cosplay. I think it's his Instagram. He uh, played the minor, so all that was his outfit, and he he did a great great job. And there's a twist ending to that. And Lloyd Kaufman's in it. He plays the town mayor. So good. <laughs> he's, typical, he's typical Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. yeah, he probably had maybe a total of ten minutes. He like a little couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, but uh, he was great. So it's on what YouTube. was the miner's name again? Harry Varden, right? Um, Harry Warden. Warden, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he made an appearance at Brighton. And the did hall. he? Yeah, he came out of a uh, door. Was he? He was in costume. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very nice. good. Any uh, new horror stuff for you? Me, I got the Hollywood Monster book that we'll see if I get to read. <laughs> uh, at least you can look at the pictures. I can. I can look at the yeah. pictures. Yeah. Uh, I have not watched anything. Okay. Yeah, well, I got nothing. Here's another horror news. So the Winnie the Pooh horror movie dropped last night. Or no, tonight. But I think there might have been some advanced screenings last night. Okay. And I saw the article, but I didn't read it. But people, the makers of the film are getting death threats. And people are calling the police about the foul movie or whatever. Oh, my God. So I definitely want to watch it now. Disney freaks, man. You can't trust them. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Any horror stuff you've been watching? or? Uh, I've been busy, but uh, I did catch... I don't know if you guys have spoken about this yet. A couple weeks ago, uh, Peacock had the sick, the pandemic horror. How was that? 
Uh, it was very well done. It wasn't great, but I mean, just originality off the charts. Okay. Huge twist ending that you don't see coming from a mile away. Okay. Definitely have, worth it. Okay, because I do have it on my queue, so maybe I'll check it out after we're done, because I was looking to watch something when we were done. All right, awesome. So that's the sick on Peacock. I've seen, I saw the trailer, and I was like, eh, you know, so... I'll definitely check it out. Um, all right, so let's get into the interview with Brian. Let's so, do it. Uh, so, Jared, you do the um, you do the odds. I'll do the evens. Perfect. All right. All right. As you can read, because you're live with us for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself to start. Uh, horror freak my entire life, like like all of us. Uh, started young. Um, I remember. The first movie I could ever remember seeing was the original Friday the 13th. Mm. Um, went to, uh, you know, got it. My aunt, my I have two two aunts, and my one aunt was considered the rich aunt. So they were the first ones to get the video cassette recorder. And this is before Blockbuster, before West Coast Video. So it was <laughs> like Bill's, yeah. Bill's tape rental. And we got the, uh, you know, she let me pick out whatever we wanted. And then, I went with that, and she said I wore a hole in the tape over the week, and I was like, six. This is, <laughs> this is when our parents and our, our close relatives did really care. Yeah. You know, but uh, it definitely, you know, and then the haunt stuff, just what better to to practice the movies than, than living it, than scare. There's nothing better than scaring somebody. Yep. I mean, it's all in good fun, but it's right. so great. It's so great. So how long have you been at Night of Terror? Uh, so going into my eighth season with okay. Night of Terror. Very cool. Is that the first haunt that you worked at? It is not. So I worked at, uh, I worked at the Fright Factory in Philly to start. Uh, that was my first professional. Before that, I did a, a home haunt that was, uh, strictly volunteer, March of Dimes oh, donation cool. stuff. But Fright Factory in Philly was my first professional. Uh, started, moved up through the ranks there, started scare acting and then you know people as people left became a supervisor and that's where i realized all the headaches are <laughs> and then it took a little break when i had my my youngest was born and then went over to night of terror which is a huge production compared to uh Ray factory and realized that all the problems are the same they're just bigger now yeah so hmm. i like right. to get more headaches so how long have you been in the world of haunting either as a pro or amateur uh so my first year ever was 2000 so this will be my 23rd year i guess wow okay so were you like uh early 20s then uh in 2000 i would have been 22 okay so we're about so. the same age all right jared's a young one baby, <laughs> <Been a> baby. <laughs> That's when my knees don't feel the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. So what year is this for Night of Terror? Uh, this will be the 28th season. Mm. Single location. Been there forever. So when they first started, how many, if you know, how many attractions did they have? So the very, the very first year, it was just a hayride. It wow! Was just they called it they called it the ride of terror instead of okay. calling it a haunted hayride because everyone calls it a haunted hayride because their wagons didn't have hay on them, so they just <laughs> went with the ride of terror because it was okay. bench seating. 
Yeah, and it's still bench seating, and I greatly appreciate the bench seating. Yeah, it's yeah, not. It's poor, poor Jared. He had a hard time. His <laughs> my my knees are shot, bro. Like I'm broken down. I have way too many just shit going on. But when I sit in the hay in the hayride, mm-hmm. both legs go completely asleep. Yeah. No matter how I angle, we need we need to get you like a uh, like a modified booster seat that clips on the side of the tractor. <laughs> That's fine. I'm cool with that. Like their hayride is one I do not have any issues on. I'm right. good. Another one is Frightland, and then the last one is Valley of Fear because your legs can hang off. So those okay. three, I'm good. The other ones, you 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 saw how I got off of that field this yeah. year, right? I gotta yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's yeah, because you're. I mean, and then it's like for me, my legs are falling asleep, you know, and you know, and when you're sitting like that, you want to like stretch your legs out, but then you can't because the actors that they get on the the trailer, you know, you don't want them tripping over your feet. Yep. 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 Yeah. So but I do like the bench seating. That's a better idea. So. um so what is your favorite attraction at Night of Terror? Talking to you. <laughs> nice I, I, wanted, I wanted to hear your answer. <laughs> um, I'll tell you. Uh, probably Dark Dreams. Now, which one's that? Refresh my memory. It's uh, when's the last time you were there? Uh, trying to think. Maybe twenty twenty one. Oh, it was there. Okay. It was uh, the one with the facade it would have been of the, the, the house. last one, yeah, yeah, whichever one you did last. It, it, you're surrounded by coffins at one point. Like you have to squeeze through like coffins and dirt. There's a there's a dentist area in there. Yeah, there's a dentist. dentist no, there. maybe I didn't go in 2020. Maybe it was 2019. It was still open then. Was it? I don't yeah. remember that one. Damn, it's the huh? only one with a facade. Like it yes. looks like a house. Okay, I think so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one, the one attraction Irene does not like there. Um, I think it's like in the dark room where you go through the like like you're being the birth canal. Everyone has that. Yeah, she's the only (laughs) one she doesn't like. Um, because she just doesn't like that whole close thing. I'm trying to think if there was any other parts where she really got scared. Um. No, she does fine with the clown. She's like, I love the whole the the 3D clown house. That was a good one. Um, yeah, that one's killer. My my favorite out of all of it though is the hayride. I love the hayride personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time I went, <laughs> there was a little person as Chucky, and <laughs> they got they got on the tractor, freaked the crap out of me. Is he looked good too. He looked good, and he was probably, I would say, no taller than four foot. Wow! Okay? And I don't know how he got on there, but <laughs> I was like, all right, but yeah, I just it didn't that didn't sit well with me. So we'll transition into what I did to your wife. Okay. So they joined us at the media night for Field the Screams. Okay. And you know I'm close with a lot of actors, yep. so I basically had the first room rigged to attack her. <laughs> if we waited a couple more minutes, we would have had video. I don't think I yeah. told you that. No. Nah. But because uh, I sent Chandra in when she saw we were hitting there. And so they all attack. I even sent them pictures of your wife so they knew who to attack. <laughs> 
It was great. And then she didn't know about the um, going into the fireplace where you had to be on uh, the, the crawling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think you told her at the very end of the night, oh, <laughs> or yeah. after, or after that house, one of the two. But like, yeah, that was a setup, girl. Yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, I love anytime I can embarrass her or anything like that. I'm oh, all yeah. for it. You oh, know, that's what I live for. Yeah, yeah. Gotta watch you. Oh yeah, I'm tricky. All right, so you'd ask number six. I'll do number seven. Mm-hmm. So what does a haunt night look like for you? A night in the life of the GM when you're about to open. That's why he has no night. hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all gray. I just shaved it. I'm too young to have that. Uh, it is, It is. honestly, every night's different, but it is It is literally a nightmare. Like we are giving people nightmares and it is, it's a, so many moving parts. It's, you know, making sure, number one, making sure everybody gets there safe. Like that's, that's one of the most overlooked things that people don't consider. You know, I can't tell you how many people, how many phone calls we've gotten of people that gotten car accidents on the way to work and it's like you know they're like i'm so sorry i'm gonna be late and we're like relax like you know (laughs) yeah we'll be here uh yeah it is it's a it's very hectic it's it's you know at at any given night you're expecting a couple thousand people you know closer to get to halloween the busier it is it's just you know you want to you want to put on a good show but you want to do it legally safely you know what i mean Uh, that's that kind of is where I come in that's you know i got a lot, a lot of responsibility but i mean that's so you are the manager correct like are, are the you have assistant managers or is it just yes you? yeah so each yeah. each individual attraction has their own their own supervisor oh okay yeah gotcha all right so what okay so what if you if you can i can't talk off the top of your head what was like the most amount of uh ticket holders you had in one night that I, I i couldn't even okay. guess i mean okay we because uh, we give out 3d glasses for the 3d haunt so i can kind of okay. kind of guesstimate from from those but i mean it's this season it was there's definitely close to three and a half or f- almost four thousand people in a night wow, wow. yeah so, um have you ever had a like in all your years of ex- working at a i will say we'll just say um land of terror have you ever had to call 911 because someone just got so scared? Like, uh, so 2022, we have an infamous record for the most ambulances. It's it's a terrible record, <laughs> but uh, we had one before we even opened, which is we've never had an off season ambulance, and 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 we did. Yes, 911 is uh, on speed dial. Uh, luckily, we have police there already. Right. So yeah. so normally they don't have to travel far, but the ambulance, it's it's not. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you I mean are. we do have that in Spear and Mulca Hill, but uh, it's still still a hike, still cutting through a couple cornfields and wineries to get there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I mean we have, we have you know full security and it, it you know we take safety. I take safety very seriously, mm-hmm. and I you know because I know if there's going to be a customer complaint or somebody gets hurt, it's it's going to fall on me. So you right. know, it's right. good fun. You want everyone to have fun. You want everyone to go home. The same way they have, came in. Have you ever had someone say, "This isn't scary. I want my money back." All the time. I mean, really? Uh, that's not the worst, though. The worst is when you get. I mean, I don't want to offend anyone, but when you get the Karen, 
that says, mm-hmm. my kids are too scared. You scared them. I want my money back. I want to go home. And I'm like, job well done. Like, yeah. <laughs> we did exactly what you paid us for. I mean, right. uh, you know, that's why most haunts have have a no refund policy. You know yes. what I mean? Okay. Like, you can use your tickets at any other time of the season. But, you know, once you pay for a show, you paid for the show. It's like a concert. You know, yeah. are you going to go yeah. up to ACDC and say, I want my money back? <laughs> not gonna happen like i don't know i might i might go out to uh um what's his name vince neal yeah uh... <laughs> dude do one sit up that's it like come on man like so how involved are you with the build team or creative team i remember this question not at all not <laughs> at all no you, you, you your so input isn't received. No, it's not my input it's we have a very small crew very small crew maybe four to five guys and every one of them is a master at what they do like we have a welder we have a painter we have a design guy and we have like the general guy that deals with carpentry and everything else and they can do their job only and and that's it if you ask them to do something else you know they work very well together but Mm -hmm. it's like it's your turn to work on this project next now it's your turn to work on this project um, uh, so you have you have one guy per like department. Do they have assistants to help them? Or they no? don't. It's a wow. it's a super small crew. It's it's they work. They basically work all year. I mean, we're only open for a month, and you know they work. They're working now. Wow, wow. That's that's it's just amazing. Like people, you know. I mean, I've learned a lot more knowledge in speaking with Jared about the world of haunts, but. You know, people don't really understand all the behind the scenes work that goes in to putting on your production just for yeah. a month and two weeks. Like I noticed this year, a lot of the haunts were opening up a little early. Um, do you have like a ballpark of when you guys want to open up for the season? Uh, we're actually looking at the calendar tomorrow to make the schedule for this year. So nice. We'll okay. know. We'll know soon. We usually usually by the first week in May, we know. uh Usually put it out there. We'll know. We'll let everyone know. So you have four crew that does the handiwork. How many haunt actors do you usually have? Uh, we usually start the season with 150 because everybody wow. thinks it's a great job and a glamorous job and everybody and their brother signs up. Mm-hmm. The end of the season, we're lucky to have 80. Okay. Lucky, lucky to okay. have 80. And do you, so if, say someone that lived in the area who might be listening to the show what's the age that they can uh 16 uh, you know okay minimum nice. for new jersey you know okay working paper 16 through 18 uh uh you know and it's in new jersey it's a little bit better than i think some of the pa haunts because our minimum wage is higher yeah yeah so you're definitely making more money at night of terror than than most of these i don't haunts. know jared i might if i don't get a job by uh september i'm gonna go down back to jersey and work part-time let's go <laughs> all right all right, so did we do that already? What brought you into the haunt game? We kind of talked about that already, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, we kind of. I mean, just you know. The, so, what the brought movies. you into it? Like, what like, when you were down there home haunting? When you went over to Fright Factory, what what brought it out of you? The, so, I uh, just the movies. Like, I love the movies. And the first time I put a mask on, and they're like, "You're gonna run the chainsaw," and I was I was a lot smaller when I was younger. 
And I was like, I'm going to run the chainsaw. I'm like the guy, you know what I mean? Like, that's the guy. I'm the guy. And of course, you know, I couldn't start it, you know, yeah. blowing that. Um, but I just, I, I did it for that. And I was like, you know what? They, they hire people to do this and pay people to do this. And I'll look into it. And, you know, when I went in, I guess, 2001, it was, it was, it was a weird year because September 11th just happened. You know what mm. I mean? Um, but honestly, like if you ask anyone in the industry, after September 11th, it was very solemn. But the horn industry was one of the biggest years ever because people were tired of being scared and mm -hmm. they wanted to go back out. And it was exactly a month later, and it was yes. it was a huge year for everybody. Everyone I've ever talked to about September 11th says the same thing. It was one of the biggest years ever. Wow. Mm. And then here we go, you know, what, 19 years later, and we have a pandemic and all the haunts were shut down. Were you guys nervous if, like, did anyone say this is going to be the end of us? We, like, we, we, we actually were open. Were you? We, we were open straight through the pandemic. We had so many regulations and restrictions from New Jersey, and we had to jump through hoops, and we got them all done. And a week before we're open, hit us with more. And we had wow. to, you know, they're basically, we, we knew what New Jersey was up to. New Jersey wanted to just shut everything down. Yep. And, you know, they give you a list of, of things that you have to abide by and you get them all done. And then they're like, shit, we didn't think anyone was actually going to do this. And they gave us new ones. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely the hardest and most challenging year I ever had to work. And, you know, but it was, we did it. I mean, and it was. It was honestly an up year for for having to cut our numbers in half to still make it work. Um, it ended up, you know, I mean, we didn't make a huge profit, but I mean, right. it, it, you know, at least we got to provide some entertainment. Yeah. And who knows? You might have to. I mean, two years ago, we had the pandemic this year. It might be UFOs. Who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see Tom Green's? Uh, tiktok video i heard about it i didn't watch oh, it yet. I'll, have, I'll have to find it and send it to you oh my i was dying it was it was great <laughs> all right so brian so we're going to switch from talking about the haunts and talking more about you and your love of horror so we know you're an avid horror fan what are some of your prized possessions uh oh uh so uh i added that last minute so he doesn't know that question <laughs> wow that's that's a curveball uh no i have some i have some pieces that are really near and dear to my heart like i have a jason hockey mask which is probably the first i didn't start collecting until probably 2006 but i do have a jason hockey mask with complete like richard brooker which is one of the hardest ones to get because he was you know one of the first ones to pass away um that's probably if, if i started selling stuff because i needed money that would never go like that's probably going in my casket with me well when i get cremated so if you had a house emergency <laughs> would that be the one of your prized possessions that you would run back into the house and get, or would it be others? Uh, I sleep in it, so it would be on me outside already. <laughs> With me, I'd be like Pee Wee Herman and Pee uh, Wee's um, Big Adventure, like when he's getting all the animals the pets, out of the... Yeah. Uh, that would be like my my heart then. I don't know what... I would just be like, there's the wife, I'm getting my horror stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it... I know. So I looked into like... Uh, I do have some really rare stuff and I looked into getting this stuff appraised mm -hmm. and the appraisal is that's 
a scam too. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. they want a certain percentage of your value worth just to give you, uh, you know what I mean? And a lot of the pieces are, you know, you, you can't catalog what you have versus what somebody else's have. There are a lot of the same signatures out there, but like who you have, what you have, like, like the Funko pops, the Funko pops are huge, mm -hmm. but the market is flooded with Funko pops. So if you have an autographed Funko pop, it's not going to be worth nearly any kind of money in 20 years from now because there's 70,000 other people out there that have yes. the same signature on the same Funko Pop. Yeah. But if you have a handmade mask that wasn't mass produced, you know, not a, not a NECA mask or anything, and you have, you know, 40 different signatures on that to the right buyer, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Dave Brown, a uh, good friend of mine, he had shared a, uh, post on my Facebook or he messaged it to me and if you remember a couple years ago before I was more a couple I was around 2016 or 17 there was going to be a Friday the 13th TV show on the CW so we already know it was going to suck mm -hmm. but they had already made the hockey mask and the silicone mask for it so obviously that didn't go through and I believe someone it was a private sale. Well, the guy who bought it lives in uh, England and he's now selling it. And I do like the silicone mask because it just has strong vibes of the part four look, but there's some modifications yeah. to it. So with that and the hawk, he's selling it for 6,000 pounds. So I got to do the, the, um, like twelve thousand yeah, bucks. <laughs> is that what it is? It's like Holy double. Gosh. It's double. American double. To well, the not that I can afford it anyway. Yeah. But wow, that jumped up in value because <laughs> I think he bought it for about four or five Amer thousand American dollars. So okay, so he's. But there's a right buyer. There's a buyer for everyone. There definitely is. Like uh, I had told Jared, I told Jared this story. I'm really good friends with the owners and managers of the Blairstown Diner, and. The manager about a month ago sent me a screenshot of a coffee cup and a, and a, a coffee mug and a, a saucer, and he's had a whole set. And then he says, "How much do you think this is worth?" He sent me another photo with it, and if you remember the original Friday Thirteenth, Steve Christie's at the diner, you know, having dinner and coffee. That's not saying that that's the coffee mm -hmm. mug he used, but he still has the whole set. He found it in the crawl space in the diner, like the day he sent me the pictures. And I said, well, to the right person, oh. that could go for a lot of money. Yes. So he's going to, you know, he might sell it as a whole set or maybe single, you know, depending. He would make more money off the single. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the woman who represents a lot of the Friday 13th alumni, I'm friends with her as well. And I shared that story with her and she actually talked to the actor who played steve christie the day i got this text message peter crowder and he's never been to a friday the 13th convention she's trying to get him to come out to camp nabi bosco because he doesn't think because he's not in this world anymore yeah. he doesn't think he would be a draw <laughs> he would be a yeah. holy grail oh. for any friday 13th fan and you imagine if he signed those coffee cups yeah I mean, look what look what happened with uh, Deborah Hayes when they found Claudette. Like, holy shit! Yeah. Everyone was losing their shit because they're like, "What?" Uh, uh, so Rick Paulton, um, he uh, said he's jelly of the Brooker Auto. He has everyone but him. Wow. So, oh yeah, it's right here. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Deborah is going to be back at uh, camp in June. Yes, so, I did. I did just see that. Yep. And they got a good lineup for that uh, weekend as well. I asked Stacy. I said, if you need anyone to help out with the talent, let me know. But she already has her volunteers. Mm-hmm. But I'm the first on the list. If excuse me, someone cancels. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. So the, the plan is, um, Jared, you're going to put some roofies in Brian's drink. And as he's passed out, I'm going to get that autograph. Okay. All right. <laughs> so a quick story about that. So when I was getting it signed, I got the majority of them at one monster mania where they just had a complete Jason blowout and oh, everybody, everybody was in Kane's line. Everyone's in Kane's line. And I went to Betsy Palmer first. Mm-hmm. So Betsy Palmer signs big, right in the top, right in the middle of the mask right above the chevron and oh, then i got cane spot then i go to cane next and i want i got each one of them in a different color because i didn't want all the signatures the same so i got cane to sign in green he was so against it i'm like please just green just green and he looks at the mask takes one look at the mask and he's like that bitch took my spot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a spot and you know anyone will tell you that's like where other like uh when i was at Jason Fest back in 2019, I had a hawk and I was having the actor sign it. They knew not to sign in the top of the Chevron. CJ Graham said, here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put an X right there. So when you see Kane in the future, tell him I put a line there so he knows where to sign. <laughs> I have yet to do that. I, that's my goal. Next time, you know, I don't go to Monster Mania, but I might have to just bite the bullet and go just to get that autograph. And I'm hoping he does like NJ Horror Con. That's my preferred con to attend. But yeah, I wish I had Betsy's autograph. Uh, Irene got me. She bought me one off of eBay. But, you know, it'll do. Yeah. I'll never I'll never be able to get one like a live one. So and I didn't start going to conventions until like 2013. So I was a late bloomer. So when you got... So obviously, when you saw Betsy, that's years ago. Yeah. Um, how much did she charge for an autograph? Uh, she was one of the cheaper ones. She was yeah. definitely no more than twenty dollars. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I remember when I first started going to cons. You could go with a hundred bucks and get at least five autographs yeah. with not, photos. Not, not now. Now you're lucky to get one combo for that price. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that that at, like overnight too that jump was you know even even the no namers are asking for 30 and 40 i'm like what like freaking uh you know you gotta love them because you know they gotta make their money um ernie hudson was doing like his polaroids and his ghostbuster costume (laughs) for like 40 or 50 (laughs) bucks back in the day um so but look look at virgil going to the wrestling events you know he uh sets up a table outside the convention center because no one wants him there All right. So, any other? So, that's your the, the Richard Brooker is the most prized. You have like a, a second runner up to that. I mean, I do have a I do have a Michael Myers where I have almost everyone from the original movie, including nice. J, including Jamie Lee, um, wow. except for Nancy Loomis. She's going to be at NJ Harkon. I know. I saw it, and I was like, I can only make Sunday, but I have and, to. Yeah, because it, it's like Jamie Lee Curtis on one cheek and. John Carpenter on the other, Nick Castle, and then on the neck, PJ Souls. Uh, you know what I mean? So there's one spot left for her because she's 
I think one of yeah. the only ones so I don't have. Did you get Jamie Lee? Did you go to like the 40 Years of Halloween special? No, Jamie that? Lee was. I I did go to California for it, but it was before they even had. Uh, it was oh, it was wow. a it was a different event. It wasn't even for horror. And I'm, here's me showing up with my Michael Myers mask. She's like, "Oh, this is fun." I'm like, "So, so is she, how was she in person? Like, did it?" she would her handlers were a little rough you know what i mean like you know they don't want you to talk at all but she was tall she's very tall and she does uh, she does uh well she had a high top she wasn't actually sitting down she was standing at a high high top table you know what i mean um but i forgot that i have i should have brought a picture of it i probably have a picture of it i'll show you uh i have a uh kirk myers split down the middle oh so, that's cool so the top of the mask is still kirk the bottom is michael myers and i got nick castle on the bottom and shatner on the top uh, <laughs> that's really cool. so rick wants me to tell you the cj story and rick i'm not sure what cj story you're talking about i mean that was the only one that i can remember at the top of my head I'm trying to think that there was another cj story so if you can type it in and then maybe it'll jog my memory. Oh, oh I told it. Okay, I told it. Okay, yeah. I mean, the only other story I can share with CJ, like, you know, I, I threw an event with him in Blairstown and, you know, doing, you know, having breakfast with him was very nerve wracking because here's a guy you idolize for almost 40 years. But as we're leaving a diner, I said, CJ, look, you see that Jason on there? That's me. So what does he do? He takes his, the T-shirt from the diner and like throws it over to picture. And there's a picture of me like going like that to him. But <laughs> class act guy like, yeah. all the way around. Um, all right, Jared, you're up next. All right, let's do it. Uh, favorite horror movie. Oh. I feel like this is a setup. Every time you ask this question, <laughs> there's no wrong answers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I have different answers, so go I'm gonna it. go. I'm gonna go with Friday Thirteenth. Uh, that's my the the one that I remember seeing as a kid. The one that stuck, I know it's not a great movie or anything, but as I grew up and learned to appreciate film and filmmaking more, I'm going. I'm going Exorcist. I know everyone says that, but I mean for for an, a movie, a horror, the, a horror movie. That's the one movie that legit scares me. Yeah. Because stuff like that can happen to you. Yeah, I mean, to so, be nominated for eleven Academy Awards as a horror movie—it's unheard. Yeah, it's never been happened. done. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And the book is just as good. I mean, well, it's better, but I mean, as an eighteen-year-old reading that book, I slept with the lights on for a couple of nights. <laughs> uh, what about a franchise? Uh, I Texas Chainsaw. You know, and poor Texas—they get—they have that a virus of the worst sequels. Yes. You know, each sequel gets worse than the one before. Although I have a soft spot for part three. I don't know why, but uh, I like part three. Yeah. yeah I, I'm I, not a big I'm not a big fan of part two. I like it because um it has you know, it's not as diluted as some of the other ones, you know, it doesn't have as many sequels. Um but I mean it's just something about what did you think of the most recent one that came on Netflix? Uh, it was hard to watch. I mean yeah. The violence was amazing. I think the violence was, was great. Good. Uh, but just the storyline. I know they had to put modern vibes into it. And, you know, there if I could change two things about it. One, I want to know how he got to the orphanage. OK, because they don't they don't discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. They show a picture of him there. And then. Um, 
Sally Hardesty. Like, it just, I don't know. They use a legacy character, but just... Kill her in two seconds? <laughs> yeah, well, not really, because she still lived long enough to, like, to shoot him after yeah. that. But, I mean, like, it was just, like, if it's that all your... I mean, they did the character of Miss Justice. Uh-huh. You know, if they were going to kill her, they should have made her. I mean, they made her like a Linda Hamilton in, in Terminator, like the the newest one. But they just crapped all over her. Yeah. So it's like, why even put her in there then? You know, but I mean, yeah, like I think some of the imagery, like just the poster of him standing in the field of sunflowers. Yeah. You know, like a, a horror movie poster that's taken in the daylight. Yeah. Is that scary in itself? Mm hmm. And I just love how Bulgaria um, was the stand-in for Texas, so, or Budapest it was one cheaper, the, either cheaper. Bulgaria or Budapest. But yeah, the kills were great. What <laughs> I loved his like Thor hammer throw he did, and then like when he jumped out of like the pool or whatever that was in the hotel. Like I mean, it, well, it gave me like superhero vibes. But that hammer throw he did was just great. But I think the coolest moment was like when he was breaking the wall to get the chainsaw out. Like that was pretty cool. But yeah. that bus scene was great. I was like, yeah, get it, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm um, back right up. Yeah. Favorite horror villain. Hmm. I know what you want me to say. Well, I know what mine is. <laughs> All our fans know what mine Frederick is. Frederick Krueger. <clears throat> uh, oh, I don't. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know if I could choose one. I mean, it's it's. I love them all for something different. You know what I mean? Like my like, like South Jersey Jason. Like Brian and Brian are gonna go Jason all yeah. day. I know. <laughs> I know you're the Freddy guy. Hey, I love Jason too. Um, but uh, you know, I, he gets my love. You know, I would go Jason. Yeah, he likes little child murderers. Mm, yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> Freddy, you're not even scary. You're not even scary. Yeah, and then he fucked her up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, in that, I, I will give it though. In that first movie, when he's just wet and drippy, and I never think he 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 looks so good yeah. than in that first movie. Yep. It looks scary as shit in two, too, though. Two is my favorite style of him, yeah. But then after three, he just the, the they just like gave up on the makeup. They, they looked, eh, it's all whatever. the same, really. Yeah, uh, five he looked like shit, but then he looked good in Freddy's Dead. New Nightmare was a new take, and he looked great in Freddy vs. Jason. So what about so, reboot? <laughs> I told you how many times we don't mention that shit on this fucking. Oh, wait, podcast. I don't know about you. Don't you're not a you're not a fan? Fuck no. <laughs> Here's the only thing I do like about that one. The makeup was more realistic. Like, yeah. if you're going to burn somebody... When the green screen worked, it was more... You fucking saw it come <laughs> off. Dude, I... Speaking of... Okay, I don't know if... Uh, did I share this story? No. Um, did I tell you I watched the latest Jeepers Creepers? Oh, I heard that was... What a pile of dumpster fire that was. Yeah so bad on so many levels like mm. oh god i mean it was it was oh that's an hour and a half i'll never get back i'd rather i don't know i have no idea I'd, 
I don't I don't know, you know. I have it, I have heard that from anyone and everyone. It was yeah, I mean the creeper just looked I mean it was so bad. They brought in a coven of witches that like worship him. It was it was it was it was it was god awful. Part three was better, and part three was a dumpster fire as well. So and that's not saying much. it sounds like they went and grabbed all the scripts we've been talking about with the nightmare franchise. It's like, oh this one's cool. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so basically it's like the plot is there is the stories were real i think that's how it goes i don't i don't it opens up with the the guy who inspired the jeepers creeper like the guy who like killed his wife or whatever and threw her down a shoot i just read that article the other day yeah yeah, yeah it was yep. like those are pretty wicked and so i remember watching unsolved mysteries um but then like the story of the creeper is based off of i think at least part one and part two yes because he comes out of the field. Think of Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. How the the Blair Witch movie was created such a fandom, and they created an event about it. That's the premise of Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it just goes from there. But yeah, it's a dumpster fire, and I regret watching it. It's on Hulu. If you want to put yourself through that agony. Mm. Um. All right. So Brian, do you believe in ghosts? I do not. No. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I have a very religious friend at work, and you know he always always but we always converse religion. I grew up Catholic, but okay, kind of kind of went to Catholic school for thirteen years, so that'll ruin Ooh. anyone. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I just I I don't I mean I, I have a hard time believing it. You know what I mean? And he's always telling me if you believe in ghosts and you have to believe in the Holy spirit and all that stuff. Mm. And, and, and I don't like to mix religion with my horror at all. Have him come over Jared's for a uh, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some conversations. Uh, uh, yeah. I just, I just never, I never did. I mean, I just, there would be, you know, there's great storytelling in movies of ghosts and stuff like that, but but I'm definitely a science guy, and to not okay. have documented cases of of people getting injured or harmed by entities or ghosts, you know, and, and all these shows, all these shows that were so big, the Ghost Hunters and all that. Ah, well, it's gotten blown out of proportion, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But so, what would it take you to believe in a ghost? Actually, seeing it with your own eyes, and right, I would have to be harmed by one. You'd be harmed, okay. Gotcha. Because seeing seeing it doesn't still doesn't make me buy it. Okay. I know how many illusions I can create at work. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So we can skip to uh, question fifteen because we talked about the biggest challenge. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking twenty twenty. Never mind. We don't skip it. So what was your biggest challenge at Night of Terror in twenty twenty two? The last season. Yeah. Ooh, so we had a younger crew. We definitely had uh, the the median age was a lot younger, and someone figured out that if I'm hot and I'm tired and I don't feel good, I can go visit the medical tent, and it snowballed. It was uh, like you know, we only have two chairs in there, two chairs. You know, if you're if you're legitimately injured, we'll talk to you about it. You know, we have security medical personnel that looks at you. But you get you get 15 minutes, you know what I mean? If you can't wrap it up in 15 minutes, you have a choice. You can go back to work or you can go home. Not to sound mean, but like we're not going to sit sit there and pay you. If you don't feel good, you legitimately don't feel good. 
thank you for coming. Have a good night. Go home, rest it up, because we need you tomorrow. Yeah. But it was just one time I walked in there. There's like seven people in there. I'm like, what is going on? Like, we have two chairs. They're standing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just, you know, I, I feel like the younger crew, uh, they don't hold up as well as our generation, you know? And no. And it definitely it was it was very challenging because uh, I, I mean I have to be I have to be the guy I have to be you know their direct manager is is good cop yeah I got to be bad cop yep. you know what I mean which I'm okay with I understand that's part of my job but again they're still human beings and I like to kind of pet them and make them my best friend <laughs> and then if it doesn't work I go with the kill shot I'm like you gotta go home yeah. clock out let's go like so. Um... When you have like new applicants, so at the when do you guys start rehearsing? August. August. Um, now, do you hold? Now, would you call it tryouts, auditions? We use there, the, we use cut? the we use the word audition. I mean, we pretty much will select every unless you're really bad. We'll we'll take everyone. We'll take everyone because we can work with people. Some people some people just can't perform without costume and makeup on when there's an iPad in your face trying to film. Some people don't have it. Yeah, I got to be honest. We talked about it this the beginning of the season. There are some people that gave horrible interviews, and then you put them in costume and makeup, and you're like, "Holy shit, where was this in August?" Like right. they ended up being, you know, the great people, and then we had other people that gave great auditions, and we're yeah. like, "Yo, you're a stinker!" Like you pick it up <laughs> a little bit, like yeah, you know, like for me, like when I'm in the Jason character, it's like I'm a different person. You know, because I'm acting that character. So, and I'm, you know, my everyday attitude, I'm kind of like laid back, reserved. So, if I was to audition at a haunt, it wouldn't, it, it'd be crap. But put me in any type of costume, uh -huh. I'm a different person. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's kind of how we preface it at the beginning of every audition. I, I basically say that I understand. It's not easy to do it right here on the moment, no costume and makeup. But this is like, this is what we have to work off of. You have to show us because we record everyone and then go about, go back and watch it a hundred times. Mm, you know, okay, uh, you know. So it is, it is. You know, you get those people that really come out of their shell once it gets closer to October. But um, so out of your haunt actors, who is do you know offhand like who has the most seasons on their belt? Uh, like how many years? Uh, yeah, I think I think the person that's been there the longest has been there fifteen consecutive years. Nice, okay. And took this year off, took twenty twenty two off, and I'm like, fingers crossed, he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, when you get older, though, I mean, you know, I mean, when you get older, it's it's not as easy as it used to no. be, and. So I think with the next two questions, Jared, we can kind of put them together because they're kind of the same. So do we have any news coming out of the camp for 2023? First meeting is tomorrow, so... So we don't. I figured it was tomorrow. Tomorrow you, can... <laughs> tomorrow you get a text message. <laughs> <laughs> so how often, like, um, would you rotate or, like, start a new attraction? Like, how many years before you say, okay, um, let's do something different? So it, it, there's not a huge amount of changes. Like last year, last year was a rough year. And I, I, Jared and I talked about this. We did a lot of technical upgrades last year rather than scenery. We had a sprinkler, the main sprinkler main go. 
and in New Jersey, your sprinkler system and your indoor haunts is 100% mandatory. And it was like, do we take our chances and let it go? Because if it bursts during the season, your season's over. There's yeah. no fixing that. So the sprinkler system was completely redone in the off season before 2022, which was, I think it's the single, single most expensive thing you could ever replace. And mm -hmm. that really hurt the, the budget going into last year. Um, he did do some new things. He did build a, an entire cemetery scene on the haunt this year. That's not the case. So this year, yes, there's going to be things updated. Um, more we're going to spread the love around more we're not going to focus on just one huge scene and redo the whole thing we're going to keep maybe the scene but change the theme keep gotcha. the shape keep the size change the overlay instead of being a a, a a sawmill where you got the chainsaw guys coming after you now you make it an underwater theme where you have uh the undersea creatures coming at you with uh, harpoons and things like mm, that where you yeah. know the, the building the structure the way the actors come out everything you don't have to do major construction but you have to completely overlay and retheme right. the whole thing you know like one thing that i like jared and i think i experienced it twice with you is like how they do like the fog and the laser the swamp room Yep. Yeah, that's a. I love that effect. That's really. I'm, cool. I'm actually gonna talk to him off air because of something. I'll tell you too, but okay. it's something I'm not announcing yet. But um, like I said in all my previous podcast is like when I say a haunt needs to change, it doesn't mean you need to build a whole new attraction. Mm -hmm. Like even moving a room around a little bit and changing the light from like red to green, it's a whole new fucking room. Right, and it costs you maybe fifty bucks. So we're nerds, yes. and we can tell every little detail. Yeah, the general public, your your average everyday customer, if you just change the room itself, you know what I mean? Like this was a nursery. Now I'm going to make it a haunted library. Yep. Just the overlay. You didn't change. Any, the path is the same. They're looking at the same thing they look at, but the overlay is different. They think you you they think you changed the world. Yep. It doesn't take much. It honestly doesn't. You know what I mean? So where do you see Night of Terror in 10 years? Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is. I mean, I, I'm proud to say that I work there. It is definitely a juggernaut. Um, but I am, I guess I'm the angel and not the devil sitting on his shoulder. <laughs> I don't want to get too big. I know that's like the wrong thing to say in the business world. But I want, if you get too big for your own good, you can't control it. You can't reel it in. And you're going to yeah. get just as many negative reviews as you are good reviews. Because not everyone's going to have that great experience if it's overcrowded. And so I really am very comfortable with where we are. I don't want to go too Yeah, you want to just maintain it. Yes. Like yeah, which is understandable. Because you get bigger than the cost is going to be more for mm -hmm. your overhead and you know those are the other things you got to think mm -hmm. about so i totally agree with that because you got to think i mean everyone had a hard time with hiring the last two years yes and then if you were to add a whole new attraction to one of the big studs out there that's 50 more actors you got to come up with mm -hmm. so yeah. i mean like that's hard can you pull it up yeah but is it going to be a pain in the ass for 
a growth you're not going to see for two to three years. It's tough. Yeah. At 50 actors, you got to hire, but only 30 or 20 will stay. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's such a drop off in the in the last yeah. five years. The drop off's been terrible. Hi, Darth Home. How you doing? Thanks for stopping by. My uh, phone died, so I can't uh, join along on the Twitch. So. I got you. I got the stream yeah. up here. Okay. All right. Are we tearing the Christmas room out of Dark Dreams? It's gone. I signed the death warrant. <laughs> it was a cool scene. Uh, it does give you this nice uh, scare before you enter that room with the hanging mm-hmm. stuff. That was cool. But I hey, why don't it. you do like a haunted Christmas room? I mean, I mean, Jared, come on, how cool would that be? No, 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 no. Evil elves. You just got rid of it. Thing? Leave, leave it out. <laughs> I, Ashley, how are you? Oh, Ashley's on. Oh, hey, Ashley. All right, All right what is, we're on nineteen. Nineteen. Would you be interested in starting your own haunt? <laughs> That's a hard no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So, I don't have seventy-five million dollars. Yeah. Is that how much you need to start? Oh, it? No, but yeah. In in okay. New Jer- in New Jersey, hundred yeah. percent. New Jersey okay. is is the worst state to own a haunt in. Yes. Wow. A yeah. hundred times over. Wow. Damn. So is this your only job or is it only your job for X amount of months out of the year? So I work there all year. I, okay. I am I am employed all year, but you know, really my, my time really gets busy between July and December. July and December is like tomorrow of my first meeting. I haven't been there since Christmas Eve. So a little bit of time off. Wow. Okay. So you don't work for like creamy acre if you work for nope. a night of terror. I work for night of terror. Yep. And you so you get and you get paid all year round? Yep. Or really? Mm-hmm. So you've been on like a vacation for two months? Pretty much. Damn. I mean I'm what still working. Like I'm still working. Listen, Believe no, me, no, I'm no. on that iPad every oh, night. Okay. Yeah. The hours this man puts in starting July, he deserves a fucking two months paid. <laughs> right. So do you um so then do you attend like any conventions for Haunted attractions? Yes. Or are there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Buy, that's that's usually when we buy everything. You know, anything that's being purchased for the haunt. Because not everything is not. It, sometimes it's just easier to buy something to put there than to think of the idea a bit of yourself. I mean, right. in the haunt industry, everybody. We don't like to use the word steal, but you borrow a lot. There's a, there's gotcha. only so many original ideas out there. There's a lot gotcha. of borrowing going on. So is um. So is Night of Terror like is that like does Creamy Acres own that or is it or do you rent the land? No, no. I mean it's 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 one in the same, you know what I mean? Okay. It is it is Creamy Acres is the is the farm company. Night of Terror okay. is, is is a division. There's all different divisions. Gotcha. That would okay. be one of the divisions. There's also Night of Lights, which is the your favorite Christmas thing. Are you, are you, do you have a hand in that or I do. I do Night okay. of the Lights too. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember Christmas phone. Eve was our last night. Yeah. Christmas Eve, it was like six. All right. Walking around on a farm where there's no trees to block wind when it's six out during Christmas, listening to Christmas music. I mean, I almost it almost ended for me that night. Like, I, <laughs> so I guess like because um, you for Night of Terror, you go like the weekend after Halloween's your last weekend, right? Usually the weekend, w- the closest weekend to Halloween. We don't okay. we never go into November because okay. we only have three weeks 
to strip it and flip it for Christmas. So basically, basically the the, the day after your last day of haunt season, you're getting ready for the Christmas season. If you look really closely on the hayride in the last weekends, you'll see Christmas lights off in the distance. They're not lit wow. up, but you'll see them up already. Wow. So, how, and you've been doing that for the past couple of years, correct? The Christmas, Christmas. Stuff? This, the uh, so this Christmas will be the eighth season already. Oh wow! Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was uh, mm-hmm. much okay. And does that do fairly well? Uh, it, well, so the pandemic completely changed that. So it used right. to be it used to be a hayride where you got okay. on a hayride. I don't know who out of their mind wants to sit on an open air wagon in the middle of a field watching christmas lights i don't care if you have a blanket or cocoa (laughs) uh you're crazy uh but when the pandemic hit we we were just still doing hayride but that that 2020 where they really started to shut everything down we could only go two weekends and then they shut us down completely and we had to flip it and turn it into a drive-thru so it went drive-through to finish out the pandemic, and this year we got so many calls and messages about bring back the hayride, bring back the hayride. So it's still a drive-through. Okay. But we added, if you want to do, if you're going to be a diehard and you want to go through the hayride, we'll give you your hayride. The hayride goes through the same trail as the car, but it's an upsell. You know what I mean? You're yeah. going to pay more. You know, you could put eight people in a car and pay one flat rate. Or you could pay individually for one seat on a freezing hayride, which the diehards loved it. I mean, the hayride sold out almost every night. Wow. Wow. So I'll have to get uh, Irene and Terry talking, Jared. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Go ahead. I'm going to go hang over by it. The gift shop's open then, right? Yeah. I'm going to go shop. You guys enjoy the lights. (laughs) I love their gift shop. Yeah, they do have a very nice gift shop. Yes, I I can attest to that. Yes. All right, so we're on the last question. We are on the last question. So I know it's impossible to visit other haunts for you, but if it was possible, what are some that you really want to get to? Or if you have a favorite outside of Night of Terror already? Uh, Well, I definitely am a huge fan of Reapers. I mean, the show's untouchable. they, They just... And for the location they're in, like like working on a farm sucks, but working on the side of a mountain is unbelievable. And we'll I, be hit. We'll be definitely hitting that this year. I don't. I, I still don't know how the fuck they do it. To be so, flat out you know, it. driving driving from where I live, it's about three and a half hour drive. Yes. And every every year I go and like a dumbass drive home. Yeah. This past season was the first time I ever got a hotel room. It was the greatest thing. I'll never, I'll never drive again. I'll, I'll stay over every time. Yeah, we learned because yeah. when we head up, we're usually there at three, and then they'll take us through, show us the behind the scenes. Then we'll do a bunch of interviews, and then they'll let us hang out till it gets dark out. So I'm there like shit, almost seven hours. Yeah. So yeah, we just been staying. Yeah, Re- <laughs> Re- Reapers. I mean, I mean, everybody, everybody in our collective, you know, like I can never say a bad. So a lot of people think that there's it's cutthroat competition in this in this industry, and it's not. No. It's like every owner is is you know they might talk about them behind their back. Yeah, but I mean, it is a very very tight collective. Yes. It is it is you know everyone has respect for everyone else's show. You know, like I said, there's a lot of borrowing going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of borrowing. You know, uh, what works and what doesn't work. But, I mean, I, it's very hard for me. I, I honestly can't wait till I retire so that I can 
follow this guy around. Jump on you know board, I mean? brother. Come like, on, let's go. Uh, because, you know, before, you know, those couple years when, when my youngest was born and I didn't work for two consecutive years... I mean, I did so many haunts. I mean, I went to I went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal for mm. three weekends in a row. Just to, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't get enough. Um, yeah, I would love to. You know, as much as I love it, uh, like it, like one year I had a wedding. You know, there's always there's always weddings in October. I had a family wedding, and I was like, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't do it. And and I took off, and I was I was miserable. I was so miserable at the wedding. It was a family wedding, and I felt bad. But like, I'm like, because my brain's like, what's going on right now? I'm not there. You know what I mean? And I know the show can run without me, but like, I'm a worrier. I'm a pat. What am I going back to tomorrow? Like, I got a funny story about weddings. Terry's friend passed away way back, but she's treated her kids as like her kids. Yeah. He's getting married. I'm like, when's he getting married? She's like, September. I'm like, who are you taking? Because <laughs> <laughs> sure it's fucking me. <laughs> yeah, your friends should know if they're getting married, they got to plan it around your schedule. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I pushed my own wedding back to November for that reason. And had your honeymoon like six months later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I told her that she was not happy. Uh, <laughs> happens. She knows me though. So what do you do? All right. That's all the questions. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got. I got some questions for you. Too. Yeah, he wants to interview us a little bit. You guys, oh, sure. you guys always ask questions. I I have questions for you, and so okay. some of them are the same. So Brian, yeah, what got you into horror? What was the movie or what was the single Gosh. thing that, that reeled you in? You know, man. You just stone cold stunned them. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many. But I think my first recollection. So my mom, I was I had a single parent. My mom worked, you know, two jobs. So TV was my best friend. Mm -hmm. So I just had access to whatever. And my first recollection of something scary was when V the miniseries was on. Okay. If you remember yep. that. So that was my introduction. And I got, I was probably like four years old. And when she was eating a hamster or gerbil, whatever it was. And uh, I, and then I watched the incredible Hulk reruns. And I remember having a nightmare of Lou Ferrigno, incredible Hulk outside my house in ocean city. And, that's I I always horror is my favorite genre since about four years old. Yeah. And growing up, I loved October every year on WPIX. They did Shocktober for the entire yes. month, and sometimes they would do a theme week of the franchise. But that was my introduction to a lot of different horror movies. And then AMC when they used to play the real Monster Fest and had like all the Universal horror movies like the. Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, the creature, and then the B one from the fifties, the fly, son of the fly. So yeah. Same question. Oh shit. <laughs> Come on, you're not off the hook. Nah. All right. Well, we kind of went over it earlier, but when I was about three or four or five, maybe, I don't know, somewhere in that age, my uncle made me a VHS tape. It was Nightmare One. Nightmare 2, and Friday 4. And they still had the cheesy 
early 80s, late 90s McDonald's commercials in them and stuff like That's that. gold material. I know. I wish I... St- I- I broke the tape. I wore oh, I wore it the hell out. out. Yeah, and I'll, I even remember how he hand wrote it. And then he would visit the video stores, and he was basically like the early Napster because he had a VCR in the front room and a VCR in the back. Mm-hmm. So he learned how to hook them up. Yeah, that's what I did. So he would record all the new movies coming out. So I would mm-hmm. check out anything horror he had, and I just watched like just so many that I watched that I don't remember because I only watched them once. But the, like those early '80s, late '90s, I would it just it, it sat in there. Yeah, and then like just I mean I still love my you know Star Wars and Harry Potter and all that, but it's always back to horror. Like mm-hmm. if I'm on a plane, I'm looking through the horror first. If I'm you know, looking through Tubi, I love the Tubi horror selection. So amazing oh with their eighties horror. So like, it's always just horror, 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 horror. Then I started picking up fried, um, Freddy stuff when I worked at a toy store, and that just grew into that crazy collection behind me. I got a funny Tubi story for you. <laughs> Is it Tubi? I think it's Tubi. They have softcore porn movies yes. on there. What? But yes. they but they cut out all the sex. <laughs> They cut out the what? It's edited. You, you get like so what a, the fuck are you doing it for? You get like an, it could be an 80-minute movie. That's a 40-minute movie now. <laughs> Just to watch all the shit you don't want to watch in a porn? So you know how 2B goes right into the next movie? Like if, yeah. if you just let it play, it'll just select it'll the just next movie for you to keep going. So if you watch any, any 80s horror movie that has a little bit of gratuitous sex or nudity. Yeah. And you fall asleep. When you wake up, you're like, what's this? I never saw this one before. And you click it, and it's like, summer getaway with the bikini girls. And it's like, what? How did I get on porn? I was watching 80s horror. But you go down that wormhole, and it just keeps picking movies off of how many nipples are in that movie. And just keeps going. Good times. So I heard you say Ocean City. Did you grow yeah. up? Did you grow up there? I did. I moved out of there when I was five. I lived on Ninth and West. Oh, oh. So I was there through a couple hurricanes. I remember seeing my mom's um, Pinto going down the street in the flood because she didn't get time to you know park it like uh-huh. uh, on the mainland. But yeah, grew up in Ocean City, and you know I remember going to the boardwalk when you can actually play on the boardwalk because there was like ten feet of height, you know. Yeah. So, and it definitely. I'm glad I grew up there when I did because I haven't been to Ocean City in probably like five years, but I hear it's like not even the same anymore. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very, I feel like in the last couple of years, the store, they're not even like boardwalk stores anymore. They're like high end, yeah. yuppie well, fashion you got, store. You got um, Sammy Sweetheart from Jersey Shore has her shop out there now. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, you still have the, you still have the surf shop there. And you still have the was it the 10th Street Pavilion or 12th Street Pavilion where all the weirdos hang out? Yeah, yeah. And Jilly's, you can't be, you can't beat Jilly's. Well, she's got a ton of shit up there now. Who's that? Jilly. Really? Yeah. Arcades, stores, yeah. ice cream places. Oh, wow. no, okay. French fry place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. T-shirt place. Yeah, I worked. I I worked there. Um, my senior, my summer, my senior, I graduated. I worked at. On 12th Street Playland, and um, I used to park at the the bus stop by McDonald's when you could park there. I didn't have meters there, 
And I remember like, so I would go into work smelling those French fries. Ocean City McDonald's had the best French fries back in the 90s. And then coming home or walking back to my car at like one o'clock in the morning, I walked by the Dunkin' Donuts when they used to make the donuts there. And they would leave the door open and that smell would hit me. And I would just see all those glazed donuts and I just want to walk in there and get the donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Earlier you talked about that, that the hood or the cow for the Jason, you know, we're talking 6,000 English pounds, about 12,000 American dollar is if you had it and you could, would you do it in a second? Not for that one. No, no. Um, I would for a legit that was used in the, one of the movies. Okay. You know, the fact that it wasn't, it was supposed to be a TV show and it wasn't. Yeah. It's just another cosplay costume to me. Okay. You know, um, there is a gentleman that he lives in Germany, Mario Kittner. Yep. He has the book. You have the book. I do have the book, yeah. but I sold it because I called him out on being an online bully. He was bullying someone for, they made a hockey mask, new artist, right? Mm-hmm. And he was mocking the guy. So I called him out on that. And I said, you know, if you were anyone else, you're a simple troll. But the fact that you own the majority of all the props and costumes from the franchise and you're going to sit here and mock someone for being a new artist. I said, that's ridiculous. So, you know, then he started, you know, just saying that I don't know how to take a joke, blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what? I bought your book. But I'm not going to I don't want to own something knowing that the person that you are now and a couple of people joined me and we sold our book. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't pay that much money for something that wasn't used in any type of uh, show. Uh, But if I had the money and I had the opportunity because Mario is starting to sell the stuff out of his uh, museum. So I think he's going under or something. But um, I did what I. I did see that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the initial and then the, the ending, I was just like, oh my gosh. But um, I don't know, even if it was just a piece of like the latex from like one of the costumes, yeah, I would, I would buy it. But if I had the money and my wife said, go to town, uh-huh. you know, she would kill me. If yeah. I, if I, if she didn't give me, I think get the approval <laughs> if I want to see tomorrow. Um, I think if it's the one that I would probably want to own if it was still around would be the part three hockey mask because that's the one that started it all. Yeah. And that's you know wasted away in someone's shed after the yeah. movie was made. Yeah. So Jared, oh boy, what if I told you you're not the biggest Freddy fan that I know? It'd be a little surprising, but I wouldn't be that shocked, probably. <laughs> so my my Tattoo artist, his name is Steve. He is Freddy fanatic, like has all the Freddy shoes, has he plays bass mm. in a band. The frets are red and green on his bass. Like, oh, that's you know, cool. like like hardcore. Like I was like, dude, like let's tone it down a little bit. Like <laughs> it lives, ease, breathes, um, breathes Freddy. But um, so a, another segue into the the haunt though, when the pandemic hit. All the tattoo artists were out of work. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't have that close contact. 
So that was right before the pandemic hit was when we were building the 3D playground. Right. The Clown Haunt. And the artwork in there is phenomenal because that's what we got. We got two out-of-work tattoo artists, gave them airbrushes and a radio mm. and beer and said, go. And two months later, you walk in there and it's like, whoa better artwork than we've ever had because so he's a big fan so i bet he owns the reboot dvd oh for sure he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like it either i told you i have it it because it came with the set right that's the only reason you do yeah i'm not buying that piece of shit i mean i i was i was pretty bummed because jackie earl haley was coming to cherry hill and now he's yeah, that was not. I just wanted to get the glove. I have that glove. I just wanted to get I mean, that one. he's a great. I mean, I love him in Watchmen, you know, and he did a great performance as Rorschach. And I'm like, yeah. I was all for him being Freddy Krueger. Now, you know, Jared and I had a discussion so about who could play Freddy. So, Brian, who do you think, or who would you like to be cast as a potential Ooh, new Freddy? Wow. That's tough. Hmm. Well, what are your ideas? I'm with Evan Peters, mm-hmm. and I was with that before Dahmer came out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we talked because about that way before. A, his eyes, and B, that man has played every fucking role you could think of. Yeah, yeah. but I think of American Horror Story Hotel. Okay, where he's H. H. Holmes with yep. the big yeah. presentations. Yeah, that rang Freddy Krueger to me. Yeah, now he's a little, he's a little older. We'll say if it was like say fifteen twenty years ago. Uh, I do like the Evan Peters idea, but I also would like to see Kevin Bacon as Freddy. Because mm. he's he can play a psycho. He was a Footloose. He's a pussy. I can't stand. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 said- hey! He was in the Holy Grail of horror movies. All right. And he was annoying as fucking there. There's a storm I mean, coming through. Yeah, the wind shaped it a good 120 degrees. <laughs> it's gonna rip right up that cannon. Can you please fucking die? No, but he he played some like some demented, like um, what's the movie he was in with? Did we uh, see Jason? his latest commercial? Can we talk about that piece the of EV, shit? The EV commercial. Yeah. <laughs> no, the he what's uh, what is the movie uh, with Jason Patrick where? Uh, him and his friends are sent to like a juvenile detention center, and Kevin. Oh, uh, where like, he evil. plays uh, Nooks, Nooks the he, guard. Yeah, sleepers, um, sleepers, sleepers. He was good in that, being that creep and sadistic. <sighs> I liked him. Okay, now a lot of people didn't like the the tone of the movie, but um, they them on Peacock. Never even he saw was sadistic. That. He was sadistic in that movie. He started out being a nice guy. But then as the movie progressed, he just got eviler and more evil and more evil to where he shot his own dog. So, you know. How about how about Stir of Echoes? Oh, Stir of Echoes was good. I mean, he was pretty good in that. I mean, he yeah. wasn't the creepy part, but I mean, he yeah. played. No, you're out on Kevin Bacon. I, I'm not a fan. Mm. I liked he played him. a pedophile, too. I liked him in one thing, and that What's was that? the fucking uh, Galaxy of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. <laughs> Every time I fucking like Kevin Bacon. Oh, come on. What about the one movie, um, White Water Summer with Sean Astin, where he's like the evil, like outdoorsman? Oh, I'm good. You know? Just it just no, he never did it for me. That's, that's a hater. So, but yeah, I think, uh, 
if they were to you know finally do another Freddy movie, go the Evan Peters route. I mean, because he's what still he young did, enough. What he did in Dahmer was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. And just I like I said, I think back to Hotel, the charisma he had in that Freak Show, the charisma he had in that. He he's the, he's. I think he's the only one that can effectively pull it off. But yeah. Is he too big now? No, because he didn't win an Oscar yet. He just won an Emmy, so or a Golden Globe. Or At whatever this it was. point, the way uh, Wednesday blew up, and uh, what's her name? Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega's blowing up and still doing horror. I don't think you can be big enough now. But I, I think it's. I think she's more easily attainable than Evan Peters would be right now, you know, because she's not a uh, an award winner yet. Right, but if you went to, with a good director and a good script and said, we want you to bring back Freddy Krueger, I think he'd do it. Oh, in a heartbeat, he would do it. It needs to be done. He's still young enough to where, like I said, if they did a Freddy Krueger in the vein of the Rob Zombie Halloween, like split it up into twos maybe. Yeah. And then that's how you can start the new franchise. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. By the time I think we're gonna get a new Jason something before a new Freddy something. Probably. <laughs> you guys what do you what do you hear about this TV show? Is it definitely a go? Like, oh, it's, it's a go. A go. Yeah. It's a go. Um, I am for one behind it a hundred percent because a couple of things. A24 is producing it. And A24 did Bodies, I'm, Bodies, Bodies. I just want you to know that. Well, yeah, but there, there's some hit and misses, I but know. they just do a lot of great independent parts. They they also did X and and um, yeah. Pearl. Beautiful movies. Yes. Um. Now, there's two types of Friday fans. There's the older generation, and then there's the millennial generation. The older generation, for the longest time for the past couple of years, um, have been wanting a prequel series with Pamela. The newer generation, they just want Hockey Mask Jason to kill, 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 gore, 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 gore. Now, if they do the prequel series, supposedly it's going to run four seasons. It's, it's too long if you're just doing it about Pamela. You can get two seasons out of Pamela's story. Uh, so if they use some of the the two-parter comic, Pamela's Tale, it can go from when she was with Elias up until she kills him. And then going... So that could be like two episodes right there. And then she goes to Crystal Lake, gets a job at the diner, and then eventually as the camp cook. You end the first season with Jason drowning and her just... You know, that's going to hit her psychologically and end it with her just crying. The second season will be everything that happened uh, from the time of his drowning up until the time she picks Annie up in the original. There you go. Because she, in between, she set fire, poisoned the water, and then killed Barry and Claudette, and then picked up, you know, Annie. That's all you can do. Two seasons right there. But they want to get four there's going to be elements of Jason in it. Maybe it's going to be a young Jason. I don't know. But it's something. We haven't had anything Jason-related since 2009. You know, so... Yeah, you guys got the good remake movie. Ah, I, I mean, it was good. You know, you either love it or hate it. But, man, if you hate it, you hate yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're a little rough on it. I, I'm, like, and I'm like in between. 
I didn't like the characters. They they were too just god awful, over the top. Yeah, over the top. I love the look of Jason. You mean you didn't like the nipple placement, baby? Oh, well, who didn't like nipple placement? There was uh, that dude cracked me the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and he was, you know, there's. Um, I love how they did the whole Texas Chainsaw correlation, where the guy that picks them up is basically the same guy from the reboot Texas Chainsaw in the um, tow truck. Yeah, but um. Derek Mears was great. So if they do another Jason movie, I want to give I want Derek to get another shot. He deserves at least another shot. Yeah. You know? Um, I thought his machete was too damn long now. Yeah. That's like are you compensating for something? Um, I like the whole underground lair thing. Yes. That was pretty cool. Uh some people didn't like the fact that he held her hostage. Who cares? Yeah, but you know? that underground chamber had a lot of Easter eggs too, if you remember. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a cool addition. Yeah, so when it comes to the movies, now that's where you get into mucky waters because Victor Miller owns the rights to the name Jason, whereas Sean Cunningham owns the rights to Friday. Well, Victor owns Friday Thirteenth, I believe, or it might be vice versa, but Sean definitely has the rights to just the hockey mask he doesn't have the rights to jason so if victor was to make a movie it would be a hockey mask list sack headless jason if victor miller or sean cunningham does it he can't call him jason <laughs> so, so they have to come together <laughs> that's never happening which is not going to happen because sean cunningham's a a dick i'm totally for victor he got the short end of the straw. He's not looking to make money for himself. He wants something to leave his family. You know, I guess he's like 80 some years old. So he didn't know back in 1978 that, you know, this movie that they were going to make in 1979 was going to be a billion dollar franchise. You know, he stole this, the formula of Halloween and he, he'll gladly tell you that's what he did. He just put it in the, in the woods. So if, they want to get it. They, I hope they start soon because the ideal time to put it out would be in October of this year because we have Friday 13th. If not, the next Friday 13th is not until December 2024. So, yeah, I am. Is, is October Friday the 13th on a weekend? Oh, it's a Friday. It's, a, it's Friday. Jeez. Yeah, you, you can't go. You're busy. You do your homework. Yeah, I won't see anyone. We got to figure out what we're doing with this come September, October. Uh, well, maybe we just take a little hiatus. No, there's yeah, no hiatus. Just record them now. <laughs> record them and play them. That's what we might have ended up doing. You might have to do a double up in August. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. So, any more questions, Brian? What is your, both of you, what is your sleeper horror movie? One that is not super mainstream, but near and dear to you there's a couple we talked about one earlier uh hell house llc yes Mm, yeah i really liked fun house fun house massacre i watch every time it's on i tried to watch that i couldn't get really it was funny i I enjoyed it Uh, um and then insidious is a little more mainstream but that's become my i love those yeah um 
Gosh, I don't know. Um, my sleeper. You know, I would have to. I would have to say before it got all big, for more recent, would have been like the original Terrifier. Yeah, you know? but now it's mainstream. Yeah, you know, I mean, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. But unfortunately, here's the thing, and this is why the newer generation of the Friday Thirteenth fans want gore, gore, gore. Terrifier is just gore porn. You know, that's all it is. But it's uh, it's it's more than that though because art's a creepy fucking character. <laughs> you well, have I'm, I'm, you I'm have just talking about the first one, not so much the second one. Well, I'm talking about that one too. Like, well, you the don't second know... one ex expanded his story a little bit. Yeah, but you still don't know where the fuck he came from. You don't know any connections. This dude just shows up, stalks these two girls, and fucking kills them. And well, then yeah, in the and... second one, it's continued. He, he fillets a girl. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Now, that's all the fans want now, the younger generation. Like, I watch these Friday 13th fan films, and the majority of them are, what kill can Jason do next to outshine the previous kill he did in this movie? That's not who Jason was. He's an opportunist with a, a lot of his kills. He didn't go for, let me, you know, see how much of your intestines I can rip out. You know, it was like a one shot, I'm knocking your head off, yeah. you know? And as unfortunately, these this newer generation, that's what they want. And my friend Dave makes a, a film where it was more story building, character building to go in a tone of at least the first three. And the older generation, they liked it. The newer generation was like, where's the gore? Well, there was gore, but not enough to their liking. Yeah. But yeah, I liked, you know, I, I liked um, my friend Josh got me into Terrifier and I didn't watch it. I knew he was a fan and it was on, I think, was it Netflix or yeah, something? Yeah, it was on Netflix time. for a long time. So what shocked me was, you know, Irene and I will watch a horror movie and I'm like, do you want to watch this? Because Josh says it's pretty good. Sure, I'll watch it. She loved it. I'm like, I was shocked that she, she liked it so much. Yeah, Terry liked and, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, meeting, you know, I, I met David Howard Thornton out of costume, great guy. And at NJ Harkon back in 2021, his line was the longest out of all the other talent there, which shows you something good for him, you know. And I had the opportunity to do an in photo costume with him, which was really cool to see art like in costume. Um, but it just goes to show you now, and they're hollywood has true competition now you know yeah. like wwe wwe has i think with aew so which i good for them two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make that movie and they made well over yeah. i don't know how many millions of dollars but other than that um i can't think of anything off the top of my head that like a sleeper horror uh, you know probably like the exorcist three because it's a startle scene alone. <laughs> that one scene gets me all the time with the big yeah. scissors, you know? Uh, it's coming out on 4K next month, and I have that on order at Best Buy. That and Dr. Giggles. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's pushing it back. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that forever. I know. I can't even find that. It's not and it's not like on any of the 
well, I think it's on like maybe one streaming channel that I don't have. I tried to get, you know, off of my fire stick. The damn thing won't even download. So uh, that means no one has it because that's usually pulled off of servers. Yeah. No, yep. that's tough. I have yep. it on VHS if you have a VCR. Nice. <laughs> I saw that in the theaters. Got anything else for us, sir? I'm good. No. Uh, What's I your favorite a lot. haunted attraction movie? My favorite haunted attraction yeah. movie? Uh-huh. There's a oh. few. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I was telling him earlier, I got uh, Spooky World, which is probably the biggest haunt that started in the early 90s that started the haunt industry that we have today. Somebody had a VHS promotional tape of it and now i'm looking for a vcr because i cannot wait to watch this tape go to a thrift store he was throwing it away i'm like don't throw that away i want that (laughs) you nuts that's awesome yeah all right all right guys thanks so much for stopping by the stream we're up to 11 followers oh i know we had a some traffic uh nice ashley jumped in uh, Darth Home Galaxy, Gaxi, I guess, jumped in. Uh, Rick Poulton saved our lives. Yeah. Because that yeah, would have fucking sucked. Yeah. Why do I know that name? I don't know. I know that name. Maybe, I, I know he did go to um, Blairstown. Maybe you met him. Okay. Um, maybe he came to your table. Yeah. Oh, and if the listeners, if you want a really kick ass candy corn lamp, Reach out to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we got ours stayed in our living room. How you proud? Even though she did, she did take it down for Christmas, though. What? Yeah, talk to her. Oof. And she didn't but open it up and eat the candy corn out of it. I put it over here so everyone right. can see it on camera. There you go. All right, guys. But thanks for stopping by. This has been the harsh, <laughs> the harsh Shed podcast. We will see you next week. As long as the UFOs don't get us, you'll be fine. Bye.